It's always a privilege to have Ken and Carolyn home and to hear about how God is continuing to use them in their ministry, and we're looking forward to it this evening. I want to check just in case. Is this hooked up? We're going to try it once. Nope. Okay, we're going to give up on that. Good evening. It's a pleasure to be here with you tonight, and this is our very first time to share about our ministry since we've returned home. And uh, what, a, what a privilege to have it be in our very own church. So we're anxious to share with you what we have, and we're going to start with Carolyn reading a scripture from you for you that has been very meaningful in our lives. Okay, there's another part of the story that he didn't say. We were sitting in our recliners in Caricho, and... One of God's requirements of me this year is to read through the Bible in in one of those one-year Bible things because I've just never done it like that before. So I'd read Matthew some time back, and so I said to him, I said, what do you as a theologian and biblical scholar think about the verses that, that are shown in, and I didn't know it was Mark 10 then, but it's Mark 10, 29. Uh, 28 says, Peter said to him, we've left everything to follow you. And I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or or fields and grandchildren have to be in there too. For me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age, homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, and with them persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. I said... Do you take that literally? And he said, yes, I take that literally. And I said, so am I. Well, I don't know just what, I think it's written down somewhere in one of my journals about what day that was. But like soon after that, God started doing this thing on Facebook. You know, Tim Haber is the person that we didn't know was a real estate agent. And on May 2nd, he put a picture of the very house that God gave us on Facebook and said, this has just come on the market. Well, we, we didn't really know who Ceci and Saul were, but we found out that this house was his mother's house, and we were looking at this, and everything happened just there in our living room in Kenya. Isn't that pretty Isn't that pretty astounding, even to all of us who have been doing computers and stuff? I mean... I just figured that Tim would tell us when we had to stop and come home. But anyway, we made it home for the closing. (laughs) You know, all of us, God's shown us what we need to do to make it to heaven. And for us, it's being on the mission field. That's just the way it is. And believe me, God had to carve out a special spot for me. Ken would have fit into (laughs) many different spots, but God had to make one special for me. And I'm grateful for that. Very grateful. And today we stand before you very fulfilled missionaries, people who have known the privilege of being able to write our own job description and to follow our hearts and to have our mission and our national church behind us. I mean, I don't think it can be better than that. And we really thank God for that tonight. In the midst of this, I want to acknowledge our parents who are sitting here, Bill and Vivian Wade. You know, they are the only parents I have now. 
but they've been my parents for 43 years. And then Marilyn and Farrell, and Brad and Julie, and Allie and Andrew. And then we have colleagues from WGM who are part of our church. Do you know that Oe and Mariam Joseph were on the field a lot of years before we ever showed up? And they left several years ago, but we were on the same station. We worked together. OE was head of uh, the theology department. Then Ken took over when they retired. And nobody can take Mariam's place in the kitchen, I'm telling you. Her mostess as a hostess. Nobody can make that wonderful Asian food like she can. So they're just, and so many of you, some of you saw Ken saved many, many years ago. And we've learned to know many of you because you have chosen to support us. We're very grateful for the Truth Seeker Sunday School class. They've just been wonderful to us. So we're very grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for the prayers, we can't do anything without prayer because God opens the doors and makes things happen that we need to have happen that money can't buy. So we're very grateful, and I'm sure that when the Lord talks to you and says, pray for the Wades, you say a prayer because he pours it out when we need it. Okay. It's very interesting uh Working together, you know, one of the things that we role model for Africans is uh, the relationship between husband and wife. And we always have a team ministry. Now, if I'm preaching, Carolyn's not up there with me, but everything else uh, we almost do together, and she has many responsibilities. And that's part of our teaching that we do. And when we were uh, looking at the presentation that, that I had developed, Carolyn, and we looked down through it, Carolyn said, but you haven't left any time for me to tell any stories. <laughs> but we'll make time for that along with it. So we're, we're kind of opposite, but we're a team in, in that we minister together. Uh, you were part of us getting this truck uh, 10 years ago. And it's been a great truck for us, and we go. And these are the two people that have been touched through our ministry, through teaching, or in some other ways. Uh, we have we have now been with World Gospel Mission 20 years, and uh, it's been 20 good years. We wouldn't uh, give up this part of our life for anything, and we thank you for all the ways that you're involved in our ministry along the way. The man in the back, standing by Ken, is Elijah. Elijah's worked for us for all the 18 years that we've been on the ground in Kenya. For a man to give his best years of his life for our ministry and for the work of God is just phenomenal. I'm sure that there are people who have served that long and longer in the past, but he is one of them that now has served the longest. So his wife, Ryle, does a lot of our literature ministry, and she packages the Dawayaminyo, which is intestinal parasite medicine. And um, so one of the mandates from God that both Ken and I heard was, you've got to build Elijah a house. I can't do for you what I want to do until you do that. So we started making a plan, and little by little he was gathering uh, different um, things that were needed to build the house. And here Ken's presenting a thousand shilling note, which is somewhere between 10 and $12, depending on what the rate's going. 
So that was the promise that they, that we would give them money to build the house. And at the same time that we were doing that, we're, we're saying to God and to each other, you know, we we are going to retire in a few years. What are we going to do? You know, we could be we could be saving this money that we're giving for him to build a house. And the Lord said, no, build his house. And so um, now even reflecting on that and thinking about how we did the house, okay, this is not just pennies. I mean, we're building this man a brick house. It's not like a brick house like we know, but it's, it's going to look nice when it gets done. So um, we left him some money as we came this way. A hunk of money. A hunk of money. Yep, that's what it was. But this is a man who in 18 years has never been sick more than five days. Can you imagine? Every day trudging to work, doing what the waves need him to do. It could be washing the dishes or it can be taking the keys down and opening the truck and bringing something up. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. So. And the laundry. Oh, yes, and the laundry. So that we can both do, do the work that we're there to do rather than the domestic chores that uh, we all have to do here. Yeah, I've been calling his name and Ryle's name and nobody answers. I've been doing those dishes and washing those clothes. Anyway, um, and I'm grateful for that. So they have three children, and the children are old enough, as you can see, to really understand what's going on here. So we haven't gotten an updated report except that they have found water. And they can drill. I mean, they don't drill for water. A guy digs by hand and digs and digs until he hits water. So for about $800... 8,000 shillings, about $800, they struck water so that they could start the construction because he wanted water on site. And so while we're here, uh, Elijah is not only watching over our place and taking care of things pertaining to our ministry and truck and everything there, but they are in the process now of their house coming out from the foundation up, and when we get back, it will be finished. So on sometime in early June before we left, we took them to the tea hotel. Oe and Mariam know where that is. It's about the ritziest you can get in Creecho. And when I say ritzy, it's, it's down many, many places down. Okay, so we went out to eat, but she had never been to the tea hotel. She grew up in Creecho and had never been there. So we went there, and we were celebrating our anniversaries because theirs is the 2nd of June and ours is the 3rd. And we were celebrating our houses because by then we knew what was happening. And I said to him, I said, you know, we could not celebrate what God has given us in a house if you weren't going to be having a house, too. Now, think about that. And Ken did the virtual, is that what I say? The virtual uh, tour of the house with them. And on the way home that day, Ryle says to Elijah, but where are the guards? Where are the fences? Who's going to watch over that house? And now we know, Ceci and Saul and our neighbor Joe, they're going to watch our house while we're gone. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but it's really different because there, you know, we, there are five locks before you can get to us in our apartment. And everything's locked up and, and there are guards and, you know, that's just the way it is. So it's real different for them to think that there can be a place in America that you can have this kind of a, a, a lovely situation. Okay, I think that's all. You just have to know, I don't know if you know me well enough, but I just feel real relaxed tonight. I'm just being me, and it's very different from Ken, but I'm having a good time. I hope you are. <laughs> and
And and uh, here's the house we never thought Ooh, we would live glory. in. Uh, I think 11035 Cedar Trail in Cedar Glen. That's and we love it. It's our it's our cutie pie house. And we call it the Casa Bonita in honor of Saul's mother because of them being Colombian and her speaking Spanish. I I don't know very much Spanish. I got to work on that. But Casa Bonita, you know, the beautiful house and it's just right for us. And Ken doesn't even have a lot of lawn to mow. But that Toro lawnmower that the Truth Seekers Sunday School class got us works really good. Even Farrell knows it works good. <laughs> so, you know, this, this is not, I mean, we, we know the different levels of housing that people live in. But can you imagine, we've not had our own that we were doing a mortgage with for 30. How old's Christopher? He's 34 this week. Okay, so didn't we figure out that it was 33 years ago? Because when we left for seminary in 82, Norris's, oh, this is a long story, but Norris's helped get our house ready out in Woodburn. We lived on Arch Lane in Woodburn. They got that house ready and put it on the market for us, and nobody knows how much money they put in that house to get it sold. I mean, that, that's what kind of wonderful people they are. So that's how long it's been. This is, this is our God. You know, there are many times uh, while we serve God that, that we, we thought to ourselves and said to ourselves and talked by each other, what are we going to do when we retire? Are, are, where are we going to live? How, what, how are we going to get a house? What kind of a house will we have? And, and it could be something that Satan can tempt you with to divert from what God wants to you. But we, we've stayed the course. We're happy in the Lord. We're in his will. And he's provided above and beyond all that we could ask and we could think. And we praise him. And we're telling you that because we're not special people. He blesses all he does. who are obedient That's to right. him. He provides for them. It's any of us as we serve him that God blesses us in his will. And so... You know, at the time that the doors closed in the Church of the Nazarene, God brought this song into our lives that says at the very end, and the whole wide world will see. And, and you see how God's done that on the Facebook ministry? And you see how this is? I mean, Ken puts a picture on there, and he really had to think and pray about that because he didn't want people to think that we were bragging but we wanted to lift up the name of Jesus who was providing. I mean, we didn't expect this now. We thought the house that Elijah was going to have had to be built first. Well, and you, you God know, has different ideas. if you're on Facebook, that people that will never have this kind of a house to live in are rejoicing with us and praising God. And the reason was they would see the message that I proclaimed to them. If you're faithful to God, he'll be faithful to you. He'll provide for you, and he'll bless you. And they get it. And they're rejoicing with us and asking us how we're liking our house and uh, telling us, but we, we're looking forward to you coming back. And I say, but I'm here. And, <laughs> and it's, so it's fine. The man in the middle here is Reverend Henry Yano, And Owie and Mariam know him. I'm just remembering something. I haven't thought about this for two or three weeks now. But Owie and Mariam sent some money to him 
for his house. He needed electricity to put into his brand new house. And we put some money with that. And we were at the open house when they invited people in. And it was just getting ready to get dark. And he had Ken and me stand at two different switches and turn on the electricity. It was just phenomenal. And he really appreciated it. This is a man that's worked really hard, and he's the one in the family that everybody depends on. And next to him is Reverend Daniel that we've talked about in the past. Reverend Daniel is going to be uh, focused on a little bit tonight. You'll see several pictures of him in the next few shots. But uh, also, uh, we're going to talk to you about Davin and give you a message and challenge. Uh, Reverend Yegon is one whom God has touched his life through our ministry. And he was a student of OE's and as Zoe and Mariam served there at Kenya Highlands, too. He is a man who's listened to what we've tried to say in couple seminars, in marriage seminars, in family seminars. You need to eat with your children. That is not something that has commonly been happening in the families in past days. And in 2006, Daniel listened, and it changed the life of his family. He's really involved with his kids. When you see the little kids come and get around the daddy, you know he's been spending time with them. This is a person that uh, I'm sure O.E. Joseph taught theology and preaching in some other classes, Daniel Yegon. And uh, he, he, he came from a, being a local pastor after graduation to being a local pastor and an area youth leader to being an, to being an area leader. And, and now he is a regional leader. And how many churches? Over 300. Over 300 churches imagine? he is responsible and for. And he knows those pastors. How is that, that you can know three? He said, I go visit them. I know them. And he does. But when we spoke at a family seminar at his local church back in those days, he, we came the next time, and he was interpreting once again. And he said to us, he says, I didn't know I was supposed to do all those things. And he says, I've changed in our home, our marriage, and our home and relationship. It's a different place than what it used to be. And we praise God. God's blessing him and using him. We spent one Christmas with them, went to church and came to their home and gave them gifts and had a wonderful time. And then a deluge of rain came. And O.E. and Mariam know when it rains, it's a blessing. You know, there, they wanted to rain on their wedding day. Can you believe it? And I say... We don't want it to rain on our wedding day. They say, why not? Because rain is a blessing, and visitors bring blessings. Okay. When the young men are somewhere between the ages of maybe 12 to 14, 15, they go through initiation, circumcision happens, and the Christians now really make this a time of uh, talking to the boys about spiritual things and so then after this is all done, they've been in seclusion, they come out and they have a big celebration. So Reverend Daniel asked us to come to his son's celebration. And so our idea is we don't just celebrate boys, we celebrate girls too. So each one of the girls got a, you can move it on, I think the next one is, okay. Um, yeah, we're given Bibles and you were a part of that. Thank you. Bibles are really important. And then each one of and the walking stick, too. Oh, yes. Tell about that. Yeah. I forgot. Well, he had never been given a walking stick, and so we gave him one that day. But uh, 
I'm saying this for the benefit of Owie and Mariam. Dean and, uh, Dean and Cheryl Coles were there that time, so their son, uh, what do they call him? Bear. The other name. Bear? Kip Kenya. Oh, Kip Kenya. Kip okay. Kenya and Dean were with us. Cheryl was working in her doctor responsibilities back at the hospital at this particular occasion. And they loved it. Daniel and Vivian and the girls. And uh, I want you to notice in the pictures, I've tried to represent all the kinds of different contexts and settings we get into, uh, types of buildings and outside and indoors as we show these things. And so all the girls got a shawl, a scarf. And that says something to the whole church, that everybody is important in the church. It's not just boys. Here I am preaching on a Sunday morning service, and they haven't built their building yet, so we're meeting in a school classroom. And uh, I love to preach, and uh, Reverend Daniel is interpreting for me. Well, this is Reverend Dr. Edwin Ta, and he is another person that um, Oe and Mariam know. Um, Ken is presenting him with one of our notebooks and some books that we give to pastors. Now, sometimes people aren't sure about this. There are some of those notebooks that are sitting somewhere because we don't want to be changing too many things, you know? But Edwin was thrilled. He's built a new home, and he has a library in his home, and so this is going to be in his library for reference. He built his house similar to the one at KHBC, with the, with the fireplace and the bookshelves on the side, and he said, I, I wanted us to have a memory of living there all those years. Okay. And this is uh, Wesley Yagon, and there yes. with uh, Carolyn, and his wife is in the, in the white skirt, yes. and they are dear friends of ours, and... Uh, people that I taught and OE taught at Kenya Highlands Bible College, and uh, they have, uh, what, five beautiful girls? Four. Four beautiful girls. And sometimes they call us at night and say, <laughs> oh, the girls are decorating your picture with prayers. <laughs> Just say they're, they're praying for us as they're going to sleep at night. There are all kinds of settings that we go into. This happens to be uh, a district meeting under a tree. Uh, and uh, we're out. We're outside, as you see, and so I have to be prepared for for sun or rain or whatever comes. But a uh, wonderful day, and on this day is also baptism in the river. And uh, in a little bit, you'll see that we serve communion that day, uh, because uh, I, as an ordained person, was there to administer the sacrament. And they're just kneeling. They're, they have their dresses on, beautiful dresses like you wear. They're kneeling in the dirt at the coffee table taking the cup of the Lord. Youth love to sing, and they're singing here at that meeting. And, uh, they, you know, they can't sing and stand still. They have to move. And uh, I have to struggle to move. They move naturally whether they think of it or not. Here's at the baptism in the river. And uh, that was a joy that day to baptize before that service. The lady standing here with me is um, the assistant bishop's wife. 
She was a former student um, of OE's there at Kenya Highlands. And so she was interpreting for me this day. She's a really sharp lady, and uh, we were at her home church. So she's been a women's leader and um, really can do very well at being the assistant bishop's wife. We're grateful for her and for her love for Jesus. Okay, you know Davin. We've talked a lot about Davin that we met in November of 11. Yeah. And um, we sort of had a hiccup in getting her started into a job. And we were at this school, this Lorna Laboso school, and so like uh, one of the first weeks that she was there, we spoke there. Now, I get up and say things in Kenya that I would not say in America because like in a church setting and we just have a different way that we approach this culturally and everything, but you have to tell those girls to leave the boys alone, to stick with their education, that they have the opportunity, somebody's paying for that, and that they just need to watch their P's and Q's and do what they're supposed to. Now, there are some that, you know, just go crazed when boys start paying attention to them, but there are a lot of them that are really serious. So Davin was to be the chaplain here, but it did not work out. So God's given her something even better. She's working as a teacher in a, um, and a chaplain in a children's home in Nakuru. And it just fits her abilities and God-given talents so nicely. But that was one of those experiences that um, we learned a lot from, and so did she, and God made a way. We're, we're going to show you some other pictures of Davin in a moment, but here's another representation of our literature ministry. And, of course, the funds you donate to our self-supporting ministry provide all of these things that we have for living there, for all the ministry. We do everything. Uh, we raise all of our own support. We're giving the literature things to a, a regional leader. And uh, this is at a Sunday morning service out under trees of a district meeting. And uh, once again, distributing things that we feel will help people to enhance their ministry, which is what our ministry is called. We went to a town church that they've now just dedicated, and Ken is with the men there. Um, the man standing next to him is the husband of a women's leader from that area that we had never met before. So just very interesting. I mean, the house we went to was just, um, I mean, wonderful. And the church that we went to, as far as buildings, you know, they've really put a lot of money into those things. But most of all, we're concerned for the spiritual. We know you can just be under a tree, but if you don't have Jesus, then that's... One of the privileges each Sunday is to have lunch, usually in someone's home, and we're at this lady's home that Carolyn's referring to, and uh, the Josephs will recognize Reverend Sammy Langat there in the picture. Uh, we went together that day to this meeting in Londiani. Well, isn't this fun to be with people and give them something? Yes, yes, yes. That's one of my names. I'm Chibaibai, the happy one. Okay, family, please. Don't deny that. And um, that loves generously is the Chep Corgan name. And so what we started doing is taking some hymnals out in their language and gifting people with those who are marginalized. Maybe it will go to a widow 
Maybe it will go to a widower, and we actually gave one to a blind widower the other day, and people were sort of like, hmm. But no, they really wanted to do that. He has family who are seeing people, and they can help him know the hymns. So this is one of those situations, and we have a compassionate ministry in the church. So this is a good example for people to see us doing the gifting and then them getting the idea, oh, yeah, we can do these things, because they really still have not picked up on helping the widows and helping the orphans. Some places are doing wonderful, but it still needs to grow. This is a young couple that um, I think um, they were there after we all were gone from Kenya Highlands. But they are just outside of Kericho at Kiongo and are really on fire for the Lord. Um, The pastor says that his heart is for teaching young people in leadership. And his wife is just a happy lady who has wonderful things to say on Facebook when you read her posting. So we really thank God for them and wish that we had more time to coach and mentor them. This is at our Cobbleson Pastor School graduation one year. Uh, I, I think that was today that they had their graduation, if I'm not mistaken, but this was last year. And uh, we, with our country directors, are handing out uh, uh, Africa Bible commentaries and also our own ministry packets to help them now in their leadership as they begin ministry. Children, children, children. We love them, and we get the opportunity to minister to them. And every school has a different uniform, so you don't find schools close together that have the same uniform. Um, what we're thinking this next term is that we'll do schools two weeks of the, year, of the week of the month, and then two weeks we'll go out on Sundays. The Sunday ministry is very, very um, challenging, and sometimes we're going two hours before we ever reach there. And so if we combine the schools, because we haven't been doing that recently, so I think we're going to get a good combination figured out here. And if you all wonder about the water bottle, we were going through this, and Ken goes, these are children here, but we're featuring on that water bottle. Don't, isn't there somebody politically that was drinking some water when they weren't supposed to? or something? I don't know. <laughs> you know, our ministry is, is so diverse. Uh, we call it the, the panorama in the last letter that we sent out. But we don't have time to show you everything and talk about everything, but we do have radio programs and radio ministry. Uh, we, we, uh, Carolyn uh, is a Kenya registered nurse as well as a registered nurse here in the U.S. And uh, she does health teaching on radio, and we give some medicines, uh, like for intestinal parasites, wherever we go. And so we, we have many things that we can't show you here, but we have wanted to draw out some highlights for you. All kinds of settings, whether it's a, it's a stick church, as they call it, when it's just boards. And, of course, this is temporary. They one day hope to have a, a more permanent building. But you see what kind of seats they set on often. And, uh, and then we just enjoy being there with them. Oh, here we go with another tray. Yeah. You know, to go into a Kipsigee's woman's home to give her some sugar has been a traditional thing to do. But I started giving trays. Those trays last longer, and women just don't have those. I mean, their husband wouldn't think about buying them a tray for Christmas. So 
we, we do this and then they remember that we've been there and that we love them and we left something behind to say so. We love children and uh, we minister to children in our Sunday morning services and pray with them to receive the Lord Jesus Christ uh, as well as youth. And so we, we meet from, with all types of ages in the context of our services and meetings with people. And so cute to watch the children sing in these services. This is our bishop at the end of the table in the tie and white shirt. And uh, we are supported by him in many ways. And uh, Wesley Yagon is there again at the end of the table with me at when we went to a holiness uh, symposium uh, in Nairobi of the various holiness groups working in Kenya. This is outside after the meeting. We're just talking there. Reverend Yegon's there again, and uh, Paul Lacole is a Turkana young man that's in leadership now in Central Church, and uh, I, was, I was his teacher, and I'm not sure if, uh, oh, he was still there at that time or not, but, but uh, sometimes, uh, what is it they call Paul Lacole? The little? The little what? Well, they just say that he's, he's the prodigy of Reverend Wade because he's so organized. But anyway, say, oh, yeah, he was so organized on the first day he had his schedule down and us. It took us a week, two weeks to get it together, but not Paul. He had it all organized. He and his wife, Joyce, are both Turkanas. They're an outlying group in Kenya, and and they are sharp people. This is a time that we were at Kenya Highlands Evangelical University at the chapel at the chapel. And the second young man there in the glasses, he's also a Turkana, and we've gotten to know him. It's just a real blessing to have these other, uh, these students from these outlying people groups. We've been to Turkana. It's very hot. It's, the people have been very marginalized. And um, so we're always glad when we see them at the, uh, getting training and education so that they can go back and educate. And did you people. mention this is the chapel of Kenya Highlands? Bible College, now the Theological University, where uh, Oe and Mariam spent all of those years. Uh, we like to, to give out a book called How to Enjoy Life, and it's good for all ages, the principles there, and we're presenting that there to a couple that are working uh, with couples in their church. Okay, here's our Davin. This morning, Pastor Rex, when you talked about being grateful, this girl, every time I talk to her, we finally got on the phone the other day, us here and her there. And she goes, oh, Mama, thank you so much for all that you and, and Reverend have done for me. And, you know, tell everybody hello for me and that I appreciate all the, the things that have been done. And I'll be going to school at the first part of August. And I'm, I, just, I just know that God's done wonderful things for me. It's amazing how she just does this time after time. And it's like, okay, Davin. Yeah, we really thank God for this, and thank you for listening to us. I mean, okay, it's hard to be with folks like us when you come from their culture and to be able to keep the rules like bring a receipt for every shilling you spend. And when she goes, people go, what do you want a receipt for? You, who do you work for? And then they list people, and no, no, I just need a receipt. And people are always going, hey, what's that about? And even at this place where she's working, she's having more responsibility because they can trust her with money, 
We took her and her sisters into Nakuru Game Park one day. The girls had never been. Um, uh, Davin had been before with us, but her younger sisters had not gone. These are two other girls, a set of twins that we've also uh, mentored. And so one day we were going there. We took Davin with us. Nobody worked out the color combination, but it looks pretty good. And uh, the gal um, looking downwards, she's now married, and her sister in the middle is teaching at a university. And Davin got to meet them. She'd heard of them, but um, it's very interesting, all these combinations and going to people's homes and Uh, This is out in the rural area, and these people love us. So we go out there and just relax and spend time with them. Now, I I want you to do something with me in these next uh, few things that we look at. You're going to read some silently. We're going to read some together. And this is different, but I like to to do different things if you haven't figured that out. Uh, I'm doing a psalm series on our radio station and uh, when I did Psalm 67, it struck me what an emphasis it had about reaching the end of the earth. And just one and two set it off. But may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. And it continues, may the peoples praise you. This psalm is full of the realization of the blessing of God on the whole world. And, of course, we look back to Genesis 12. There are scriptures in Deuteronomy as well as Numbers that speak of this that we are to see. The spread of the gospel is the theme of this hymn. And I want you to notice the breakdown that emphasizes the the mission of the heart of God. Uh, There, bless us and all the nations. May all the peoples praise you for the joy of your universal rule. May all the peoples praise you, bless us, and all the ends of the earth. Praise the Lord for that and that promised result. Samuel Walcott wanted to be a missionary to Syria, but after two years he had to return. And uh, he, he pastored in these various states listed there. And while attending a convention in Ohio, he was captivated by those words, Christ for the world and the world for Christ, which were outlined in evergreen above the pulpit. And as he left the meeting, the song began forming in his mind. Let's read these words together, shall we? Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring with loving zeal. The poor and them that mourn, the faint and overborn, sin sick and sorrow worn, for Christ to heal. Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring, with fervent prayer. The wayward and the lost, the restless passions tossed, redeemed at countless cost from dark despair. Christ for the world we sing. The world to Christ we bring with one accord, with us the work to share, with us reproach to dare, with us the cross to bear for Christ our Lord. Christ for the world we sing, the world to Christ we bring with joyful song, the newborn souls whose days reclaimed from error's ways 
inspired with hope and praise to Christ belong. Praise God. The insight that Walcott gained then as a result of not being able to serve as a missionary is in the places he ministered in the cities, he realized that those also were places. And that you didn't have to go across the world to minister, but you should minister where God has put you. I want you to read these, these quotes as I just remain silent here a minute. time. One time at Olivet, we were in a service with uh, the late retired missionary, Dr. Paul Orale. And he sat down at the piano and just started playing and singing this simple chorus. Can we try to sing it together? Well, then I'll solo it for you. Oh, yeah. Double happiness, double happiness is to know Jesus Christ and make him known. Double happiness, double happiness, is to know Jesus Christ and make him known. Those who know the blessings of God upon their lives should never become so enamored of their blessed condition that they ignore a world outside that lacks what they enjoy in abundance. Ingrained selfishness precludes a vision that stretches beyond the borders of one's self. But the reminder that the whole world is precious to the Lord serves to redress such imbalance. Those who taste God's blessings began to feel his heartbeat, and their cry becomes, May the nations praise you, O God. not a question of if God will fulfill his mission. The question is, what part will you play in it? You know, it, when, when your life's story is written and finished, and when in the annals of time those records are reviewed, what will it say about what you did, what I did, to take the gospel of Christ to everyone in the world, according to God's blessings on us and according to his leadings in our lives. I just want you to look at these pictures and think about them representing the needy and people that we minister to and with.
I've asked you that question. But I believe God also asked you that question. And I believe He's asking you through me. Think about it. And ask God, what would you have me to do? What do you want me to do besides what I'm doing? What can I do? What Lead me, Lord. I, I'm willing. I want to obey you. Speak, Lord. I'll listen. And I'll follow in your way. Partner with us. Together the gospel is made known. Your partnership is essential. God called us and he will raise up those who he calls to minister with us. Ask, listen, obey, and God will make a way. We don't take for granted that people give out of their abundance. People give out of what they have. Not that it's an overflow necessarily. Sometimes God, when we have seen this in our own lives, asks us to give something that may be the last in that part of the money, but then he, he responds fivefold, tenfold, whatever. And so we're very grateful for all of you as you have partnered with us. I can just see different people as I stand up here tonight and know that you have prayed for us, you have given to our ministry, you have inquired about us, you've sent us notes on Facebook, um, times when you've heard crisis happening in Kenya, you wanted to know where we were, and one of our uh, members here stayed up during the night till about 3 o'clock in the morning until we were through a crisis time, um, praying and just checking to see how things were coming. So thank you for all of those ways that, you know, we don't even know everything that is done. But just know that the Lord knows, and he is the one who rewards. God bless. There are many people that uh, work and partner with us in ministry and monthly support and other kinds of contributions. And if you would like to know more about how to do that and you're unfamiliar with World Gospel Mission and our ministry, please, uh, we're here. You can talk to us after service. Uh, you can talk to others here in the church that are involved with us. They can tell you exactly what to do. And you can always go on the web to World Gospel Mission website and uh, read there and uh, as well as give online. So thank you so much, Pastor Rex, for this time and all of you for giving us this opportunity. And we're glad to be home, but we're not married to our house. We're, we're married to our work. And we're glad to have the house, but we're glad to be here. And now we're going to be leaving. And uh, we'll, we'll be on in Marion these next two weeks. Then we'll be on tour from uh, right at the beginning of August uh, and return mid-October. And be here until the beginning of December and be on tour till the beginning of February. And then February 24th, uh, back to Kenya and minister as God's will and... Uh, Looking forward to coming and com coming to our house when we are here and when we, someday when the Lord brings us home, we have a place, but we just praise him and thank him and we give you the gracious opportunity of ministering with us if you feel God would have you to do that. Thank you, Ken. Let me, let me pray.